0: He's a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance.
1: We don't get pulled boo-
0: He's Matt Long and this is the
2: Matt Long Show. Good morning folks so happy to be here with you on another crispy uh, almost end of winter morning in the hill country um we're cutting out all the chit chat today the only thing I need to announce is Thursday night tomorrow night the Fredericksburg Tea Party will be meeting at um St. Joseph's Hall in Fredericksburg 212 West San Antonio Dinner is served at six. There is a suggested donation for dinner, and uh, then at six thirty, the meeting starts. And uh, the folks we have been having on the radio all this week, including today, will be on the stage with us Thursday night. And so, there's going to be the, Thursday night's going to be kind of the wrap up of this week of uh, bringing out this whole issue of the incredible pornographic material we've been finding in our local schools so i have in the studio with me right now we have two kerrville dads we have brandon and jared good morning brandon good morning matt good morning jared good morning matt so we're gonna start um we're gonna tell folks we're we're just gonna start with asking uh, uh brandon why what in the world
0: made you get into this tell us your story well uh Matt, actually, uh, I started uh, getting involved with the school district. Uh, I looked back. My first speech to the board was in July of 2020 uh, when they uh, were announcing the COVID protocols for the upcoming school year. Um, uh, I took a pause from that for a few months. We pulled, pulled our kids out of the school system just because we didn't agree with what's going on, did homeschooling for about a year, and then started back up in January of 2021, uh, speaking on behalf of the children and what the protocols were doing. So, what that what that did was it opened my eyes to uh, of that I needed to get really involved in in, in the school with my with my children, uh, focus on what's going on and then and, and led me into researching not only social emotional learning but also now the the books that are currently in our libraries in the school. Did and tell me if I'm correct. Did one of your children
3: bring
2: home a book that your wife? That, l- that he just said, Oh, I liked the cover. Is that, am I getting that story that, right? That,
0: that's correct. Yeah. Actually, uh, I, my focus was social emotional learning. Uh, and, and I had the school library list from November. I hadn't done anything with it because I was so focused on CRT and social emotional learning. But our son about three weeks ago brought home a, a book from Starkey elementary. He's in fifth grade, uh, a book regarding strictly CRT and my wife so happened to open it up and say, hey, let me, let me take a look at this book and see what's in it. And she started going through it, and she tabbed out about 20 different pages that mm. were pushing this agenda. And so from there, I got in touch with some other mothers across the state of Texas, one in Lake Travis. And she said, Brandon, it's not just CRT. It's pornographic explicit material that's in our schools. And she gave me a list of about eight books to start looking into. And I've since gone through a list of 70. We identified 15 or uh, 17 books that needed to to come out we spoke it my wife spoke on behalf of it at the school board meeting i think it was two weeks ago now and and it's launched me into this this endeavor um and put social emotional learning on the back burner so
2: so we're de- so you're focusing now on what we're calling the pervasively vulgar <laughs> material correct, correct and we're going to ask our uh, lawyer here about that in about four minutes um jared tell us your story why are you here
3: uh so probably when covid started once the protocol started hitting the school district and it- Seemed like the district decided they want to make uh, health choices for our children. That that's what woke me up. Before that, I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I wasn't involved with any of the stuff. It didn't matter. I was naive. So um, we decided to go talk to the board um, about our disagreements, and um, that's where we met the Aries. Mm-hmm. That was the time when the uh, police were called because people were trying to speak in person. Oh, so you know you're gonna make lifelong friends when the cops are involved, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that uh, shortly after that, I think it was the following week or, or the following school board meeting, I spoke, which is something that I'm not comfortable doing. Not comfortable being on the radio. Not comfortable speaking in front of people. But it's too important to not do that. It's this is about our kids, our kids' education, our kids' mental health. So uh, yeah, that's why I'm here. I'm just now getting involved in the in the book issue, trying to get, wrap my head around it. So yeah try to get people involved and and uh, make a difference make a change
2: so what has how has the and we don't have a lot of time we'll get into this have you had pushback in Fredericksburg we're getting a tremendous amount of pushback right now from all sides are y'all getting pushback from the
0: community from in in Kerrville? How is the community it, treating you? I can actually speak to that. Uh, the sc- the school district is is not pushing back. That that actually I want to praise the school district for their actions, what they've gotten done thus far. Um, you know, there's some processes which we can get into um, later on in the segment uh, regarding the what they're what they're doing. But the community in a the whole, there is some mis- misinformation that's being put out there. Um, it, I don't think. I don't think that people understand exactly what we're fighting uh, and what we're what we're trying to do uh, with these books. Uh, I don't think they understand the content. And the ones that have questioned it um, to us, including my in-laws, uh, once we show them exactly what's the images that are in these books and the passages that are in these books, they completely understand and completely disagree with these things being in here.
2: So. Yeah, we're getting a, a social media as well as a local newspaper push in curve in Fredericksburg And honestly, I can't imagine that they've looked at any of the pages that we're going to be showing tomorrow night. We can't read any of this on the radio. (laughs) We were going to. I was really working on it. And let me tell you, I can't tell you how many conversations and meetings and, and texts and emails were exchanged and many prayers offered up as well. And the decision finally came down, no, we can't read this. So... Folks, we need to take a short break right now. We're going to have Mr. Uh, Science on the line with us here in a few seconds, and we're going to ask him about the education code and some language in it. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we are back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. I have on the line with me Mr. Jonathan Science. He's on here every other Wednesday with us, and usually we talk about Texas values, but Mr. Science is a, he's got that Esquire behind his name, which makes him an attorney. So we have some very specific questions for Mr. Science today uh, concerning the issues that we have been talking about all week and will culminate tomorrow night at the Fredericksburg Tea Party meeting. Good morning, Mr. Science. Thank you for uh, taking the time out to come with us this morning. Good to be with you, Matt. So I was uh, told you in an email that we, uh, this whole week, uh, that uh, w- let me start over. Told you in an email, we've had a lot of parents in here starting to find these books in our library. We're getting some pushback. Uh, one of the parents who's in here with me right now found in the educational code that pervasively vulgar... Um, books or is that, uh, uh, Brandon, am I getting the right word? That's the definition using the education code. That's correct. All right. So pervasively vulgar, how, how do we, de- how do we define that? Mr. Science?
1: Yeah. I mean, I wish I had a straight answer for you. I don't know that everyone's going to agree specifically on how you define that. And that creates a lot of challenges for these issues. I'll tell you what I do know is that the way to get things done And the way to have change on issues like this is to continue to have parents come forward and express concerns. So the key to getting things done at the legislature, one of the keys is to sufficiently convince people that there's a problem that needs to be solved. And that a lot of times is a challenge, right? And elected officials aren't going to believe that unless they get a lot of attention from constituents, their media reports, social media activity, all that kind of stuff. And so, while we might feel like our issues are the most important, and I feel confident in that, you have to at least recognize that elected officials have a variety of different things that they have to deal with in different issues. And so the key is demonstrating and convincing them that there's a problem. And then we can work on a solution. And so, but, you know, words like that, you see other things like that in state code, federal code. You know, it's not it's always easy. I mean, you can have examples put into statute or put in the legislative history. So people know, okay, this is clearly vulgar over that. And so, um, but I mean, part of this is we have a culture. Now we have a lot of issues going on that people haven't dealt with before. And and some of the lines are being drawn differently or, or being erased. And so now is the time for us to say what is right and what is not right and demand change in our state law and demand change in how things are being done in public schools.
2: So I have, uh, I, if I'm, uh, if I'm, uh, recalling correctly, and I think this was a Supreme Court decision years ago on pornography, or maybe this is just urban legend, but, um, I thought one of the Supreme Court justices said, well, I can't define pornography, but I'll know it when I see it is, um, is that, is that true? Is that the history, true history?
1: Well, it's true. The Supreme Court judge did say that, and that's, sort of anecdotally been a standard that, you know, people think is, you know, how you address these issues. Uh, but, but I think we've seen an explosion in pornography and um, we've seen a, you know, a change in ways that it's become, I don't want to say it's become more common, but because you've, there, there's more of it out there, it sort of desensitized people, I think, or it can. And so what may have been, you know, pornography 50 years ago, Now people may see it differently. And I, and I don't think that's right. I just think that's, that's part of the reality. And so, um, again, when you kind of put it back to, well, what does it mean from one person to another when you don't have a consistent standard, when you have a comment, like you're making someone saying, Oh, I know it when I see it. I mean, that makes it very difficult and it leaves it up to a subjective, um, analysis and principle. And so you might have one school board member say, well, I don't think that's pornography. And someone says they think it is. And so, we do have, need to have consistency in this. But it does lead us to this point where it's not always easy to have something in law that eliminates things that you and I would think are inappropriate. And so, But it doesn't mean that we should just throw up our hands and say there's nothing we can do. Uh, the time certainly is now to try to really look at these issues closely and see what we can do and see how we can address the problem. So
2: when, um, the, is there some protection for books that uh, i would consider uh, it just seems like to me that a couple of these passages a couple of these books we pulled up that if i were to hand these to a 10-year-old boy it would almost i would almost be afraid of being arrested for distribution of pornography is there is there like a first amendment or an educational argument to keep these types of books what does the other side say about that?
1: Well, look, I'm not an expert on what the other side says because right. I don't put a lot of faith in what they do and what they say. Uh, I, I will tell you this. Uh, you know, one thing that you hear, whether it's from the or- other side or we just sort of hear in the legal uh, field and, and culturally, is whether or not something has educational value or for educational purposes, right? And so, But I do think a lot of times the expectation is you're going to have an adult – or a parent sitting with a child saying, okay, I want to talk to you about these issues, right? So you think about in the privacy of your own home, right? You might use something visually to, to give kids an idea, or maybe you don't, but that's a deci- decision you make as a parent, right? And, and I'm talking about anatomy, right? If you go in to, and look at um, books that talk about the anatomy of the human body and things of those nature, that those could be for educational purposes. But I think that's part of the problem is, I think we all had some you know, sort of agreement of what is educational, what is not. And I do think that there's an agenda, in place to change that and to really desensitize adults and, and children to things that for many of us are clearly um, outside of the bounds. They're pornographic. they cross the line and it's not necessary. You know, I don't think it's necessary for a teacher to physically demonstrate the putting on of a condom over an erect penis in order to have a discussion about human anatomy in an appropriate way, if if it's even necessary. I don't think the schools should be teaching this stuff at all, but I know that the law allows that. So if it's going to happen, there needs to be some safeguards in place. But you have that happening where people think, oh, well, we have to demonstrate to it, and we have to show them. Then it ends up desensitizing. People think it's okay. And now they're in the process of figuring out how to do it, where before they would have never um, thought about doing that to begin with. And so I think that's part of the problem is, that there's some people that want to push for more of this to happen and they do have an agenda. Um, And so whether something, you know, for educational purposes or not, I think is, you know, that line's moved a lot for a lot of people um, in the educational field or they want it to move. And so, um, but we got to look at that standard and we got to look at that and whether or not that there's um, any real value and whether or not, And this is my view, if you're going to have these kind of conversations, that should be done with a parent and a child. And that's why we now have state law that says they can't teach these type of things in public schools unless a parent has specifically opted in for their child to hear about these sexual discussions.
3: Hmm.
2: So do um, you know, one of the things I believe in as a as a conservative is the idea of uh, the most local control as possible. I could imagine that the cultural standards, say, in San Francisco would be different than they are in Kerrville. Is, is this best approach uh, uh, start locally and then go to the state level? Do you think we should have a state-level uh, law that covers everybody on this type of materials, or should it just be local?
1: Well, first of all, just backing up the way government works. The, the, the local governments derive their authority and power from the state. Okay. The dynamic between state and local government is not the same as between the federal and state government. And a lot of people don't realize that or they're confused or they're surprised by that. We have a system of government in our country that where the federal government has limited power. Okay. And it's by design. And, and the, the strong amount of power is at the state level. There's no constitutional right, if you will, for there to be some local law all of these cities and municipalities are statutorily have their connection and their existence from what they get from the state. So if you're with me on that, that means, you know, these local governments really only exist at the, you know, at the will or the pleasure or however you want to state it of the state government. That's <laughs> different than the way it works between the federal state and federal. We can tell the federal government all the time, stay out of our business. We don't answer to you. We have state's rights. We have the 10th amendment, all that kind of stuff. That's not the same with the local government. So you don't, I don't think it's, it's typically a good situation to kind of let school districts do whatever they want and local laws to sort of do whatever they want. There can be some flexibility. But on issues like this, I think we have to have, to have a consistent standard across the state. Because if we don't, you're inevitably going to see people, in my opinion, typically more that are liberal, that are wanting a lot of this stuff to happen. They're going to you know, go as far as they can, uh, and they're going to say, oh, local control. Well, local control – is about the state and the role that we have as citizens of the state to have a consistent standard. It's it's distinguishing ourselves from the federal government, right? And I know we're a big state, and so that can feel different to some people. But if we don't have a consistent standard across the state, um, you're going to have a a lot less protection at the local level, in my opinion. Uh, That doesn't mean that you don't start locally as far as trying to educate people about these issues And talking to your local government officials, talking to your school district and your local leaders, um, because that is one way that change can happen. But I don't think we should settle or think, okay, as long as I can get the right kind of policy in my school district, then I'm okay. Because there's an entity called Texas Association of School Boards, um, for short TASB, Mm. and they provide a service to almost every school district by giving them legal guidance and policy advice. And they typically lean very liberal. They're always put, often pushing school districts to adopt policies that they say, you know, this is where the courts are moving, so you should go ahead and do these things now. And so even though you might be exercising your rights locally, there's an entity that is not a government entity. It is a private entity that's going around to all the school districts and operating really from a statewide perspective. And so that's something for people to be aware of. And so, but, you know, certainly change can start locally. Talk to your school board members, talk to your... State, your Texas House, your Texas Senate members, and enough people are you know, bringing attention to these issues, that's one of the most effective ways you can get things done.
2: So I know that Texas values will um, – I, I know you're like the rest of us. You can't tackle everything every day, and uh, that's true when it comes to the next legislative session. Is this, uh, this uh, I don't know, let's call it the Krauss list, <laughs> is this something y'all are considering that Texas Values is considering maybe taking on as a project in the next legislative session? Is it on the short list?
1: Well, last yes. I mean, I, and I wouldn't say it's a short list. Um, you know, it depends on what's happening, you know, in a two-year cycle. and And a lot of it is not always up to us. We can set our priorities and then, the legislature can come in and decide they want to do something else but i mean you know look we care about these issues just like other parents do i have children you know i'm a fifth generation texan and i care about what happens in our state and this is an issue that we've always worked on so it's not as if it's going to be on this list this year but it wasn't last you know last session it's always a part of what we do we were we sponsored the screening of mind polluters last night the documentary that really you know uh, exposes all these issues, if you will, if that's the right way to say it, of what's going on in public schools. There's several people from the state of Texas that are in the movie. The movie's about things that are happening across the country, not just Texas, but what's happening in public schools as it relates to sex education and some of these other topics. And so this will definitely be a part of our priorities going into next session in protecting parental rights, making sure that, you know, parents are empowered in, in their schools is always a part of what we do.
2: Mr. Science, it's been great. We are out of time. Normally, we have a much longer segment, but I've got these two dads in here <clears throat> that really want to talk about what's going on in Kerrville. So, Mr. Science, thank. you.
1: Well, Go ahead. And before we leave, a lot, a lot of times, what we get is parents. They want to know what their rights are, and they want to know what they can start doing. That is re- a place where we come in so strong. People can call us, email us. We can sort through stuff, even if it's privately even if we don't have to show up in a meeting you just want to know what what can you do what your rights are please contact us check out our website txvalues.org there you go
2: txvalues.org mr science thank you very much we appreciate it and we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks all right folks uh, we're going to take a wee little break here and when we get back we're uh, going to talk about some of the specific books in the kerrville schools y'all stay tuned Folks, we are back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. I got the two dads in here with me, the Kerrville dads. Uh, y'all should form a club and get T-shirts that say "Let's Go Brandon" because one of them's named Brandon, and the other one's named Jared. I don't know if you like Subway sandwiches, but he looks really healthy. So we're...
3: we'll s- we'll stick to the jewelry reference. Well, okay.
2: Yeah. Oh, oh, Jared. Oh, there you go. Stick to the On jewelry. jewelry. <laughs> All right, yeah, I don't know. I can't eat a, a diamond ring, but, boy, I love I me mean, a Subway sandwich. All right, so let's get serious here. Um, you there? Uh, yesterday we had uh, uh, some discussion about two books out of the Fredericksburg uh, School Libraries. Give us um, the, the one that uh, we're going to have this one up on the screen tomorrow night. It's called Fun Home. Give us an idea about Fun Home. Is it a... a this is a whole new definition. It's a graphic
0: graphic novel. novel. It's, yeah. a graphic, <laughs> it's, it's, it's
2: a very graphic. Yeah, it's a very
0: graphic novel. The the word is a little, or the definition of it is a little bit misleading. Because when you hear graphic novel, you think of something graphic in its nature, not necessarily the pictures itself. Graphic a comic means book. Comic book. Basically. A comic book. Yeah, 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 that's exactly right. So uh, it's this. This is a book. It's a memoir of the author. Her name's Allison uh, Bechtel. It's she's kind of going through and describing her childhood. Uh, and, and her relationship with her father uh, she she was uh, growing up as, as a lesbian and she came out in college and then her uh, it was later discovered that her her dad was gay uh, and it was covering up through the childhood and so I think there's some conflict back and forth there but uh, it's not the story that that is is the most concerning uh, it's the the images the graphic images of, of what's in the book and uh, there's 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 pictures of her, and, I, and I'm not going to great. I'm not going to go into great detail on it because right. I don't want to get you in trouble with the FCC. But there's pictures of her doing things to herself. Uh, there's pictures of her uh, having things happen to her in the classroom uh, when she's by herself, thinking of of certain things. And then when she goes off to college, there is a very graphic image of her with another woman uh, in their bedroom together and doing things to each other. And and again, this this is this is material that's in front of our children, and it's and it's just it's extremely disturbing to say the least. So
2: this image, and we're going to have it up tomorrow night at the Fredericksburg tea party. You, your eyes go to certain areas of it. Yeah. But if you look up at the very top of it, and this caught me by surprise, this is taking place in a dorm room. Mm -hmm. And so it's got your typical, you know, stuff on the wall in the dorm room. One of them is kind of a ripped up t-shirt that says lesbian terrorist. And Another one is a sign, uh, that looks like, well, it actually tells, it says from a recent one woman protest against some visiting Christians. So she's got, uh, the lesbian terrorist, uh, shirt that she wore when she, uh, uh, when some Christians visited campus and then the sign she carried, which says, keep your God off my
0: body. Yeah. And, 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 Whenever, whenever I've I've been questioned about what we're what we're doing, um, this is the page that I have on on my phone to show to show parents like this is this is what's in the school, so they have a complete clear understanding of of what we're challenging here. And and political ideology wise, you could be one side of the fence or the other. This kind of stuff does not belong in here. And, and and I've shown it to people that are on the opposite side of the fence as I am, and they agree with me. They, like, they this agree. Is, yeah, it's sexualization of the children, and it needs to come out. So. It's
2: just so inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Jared, how, how old are your kids, Jared? Mine are seven and nine. Seven and nine, and they are in the, I'm assuming, in the public they, schools. Yeah,
3: they go to Nimitz Elementary, which is a great school. We haven't mm-hmm. come across any of this material yet. But a, a point I want to make about, about that book there, Fun Home, Imagine if a child was drawing pictures like this in school. Mm. They would get in trouble. They would get suspended or in school suspension or detention or whatever the punishment is. But this is provided by our tax dollars, by our education center. You know, I'm not opposed to – I know I'm not naive enough to think that my kids aren't going to get exposed to this. It's going to happen. But. Our public ed- education should not be do- the ones exposing them to this.
0: Yeah, and, and Jared actually brings up a very good point. I'll touch on it now. Um, I was going to say it for later. But there, there's a student code of conduct that the school district has, and it's posted on each school's website. And the student has a sign, and the parent does too, I believe. But uh, within that code of conduct, the conduct, it says, the student shall not use profanity or vulgar language or make obscene gestures. The student shall not use or possess pornographic material. So they're having to sign this conduct she, uh, book but yet the school is providing pornographic material yeah, they're to
2: They're
3: violating children. their own their own Viol-
2: uh, <laughs> yeah. ethics. So it's almost as if you know if they were all college age, you know, I would just say, "Son, go check that book out, and then get yourself arrested." I mean, you <laughs> yeah. know, I yeah. mean, it's well, kind of like I would—I would be tempted to
3: do that's—that's that's what down. I was saying. Well, can we get a, a kid who's brave enough to make this drawing just to prove this point? Draw yeah. this in school and get in trouble, and then go get that book.
0: Yeah, and and if a teacher drew the, this type of imagery on a piece of paper and handed that to a student, she'd probably get in trouble for providing uh, minors with uh, pornographic material. I mean, this—that's exactly what this is, and and. Uh, like I said, to say it's disturbing is, is is um is probably an understatement.
2: There is another book on this list you handed me. I am jazz. Uh, when yeah. I was going through and uh, kind of since I've been re- all researching this for a while now, that is one of the books that's very very popular. Is yeah. it
0: not? It, that's correct, and I believe it's been made into some TV shows. From my understanding, I'm not I'm not familiar with the shows, but. Um, this this is a book. It's in the elementary schools, and and I'll touch on another book that actually affected us personally. Uh, this book it's it, it's a it's a it's a picture a book which is geared towards kindergartners and first graders it's a story about a transgender child and his real life experiences and and now it's not pervasively vulgar but we're also discussing age appropriateness books and introducing this type of material to children that are that are still trying to figure themselves out they're still some of them are still having potty accidents in their pants right, and right. At, and introducing this material just to only confuse them further uh, it, it's very dangerous and they don't know the long-term side effects of putting this in front of the kids because they haven't done it and they don't have studies on it. Now there's a, another book that, that is similar to this. It's called drama. And this is the one that my child, we actually own this book. I didn't even realize that the, mm-hmm. the harm that we were, we, that we were, uh, that we were presenting to our children. It's in the schools, Uh, but it's a comic book and, and our, our graphic novel. And that's what our daughter likes to read. Well, Within this book, it has images of two boys kissing. There's lots of gay, homosexual, bi- bisexual references. And, and I don't have anything any issue with adults that are like that. We have friends that are. But introducing this type of topic to our children in elementary school age where they have to focus on the sexual identity or the sexualization of, of, of their, uh, of their uh, relationships with friends is, is very harmful. And we had to, we had to launch into a discussion with our, both of our kids about this subject that we weren't prepared to launch for. And we shouldn't have been forced into having the discussion, um, regarding attractiveness to the opposite sex or to the same sex. And our kids were asking us, well, am I gay? Am I bi? Because I like this, this boy. And we and we had to go into, further discussion about what it really meant to like the same sex and and get into that discussion about like what it means. And, and, and you shouldn't be having that discussion with a fifth grader or fourth grader is extremely harmful. And, 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 you know, I, I wouldn't even want to have that discussion with them until they're at least, at least in seventh or eighth grade. Yeah. So, and it's being forced on the parents to have that and it's not okay.
2: At the elementary school level, yes, sir. What's the name of this book again? That, well,
0: this one—the one is I Am Jazz. That's transgender drama is the other book that, we, that we're that we've challenged as well. Um, and and there's a list of them that we still have to go through. But um, the, the, this topic is controversial, uh, and and it shouldn't be again forced on our children and the parents to have the discussion. It, what what's happening is the 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 school and this is what this is what upsets me. It seems like the school is trying to take the rights away from the parents. Uh, to force them how to think, how to feel, and how to believe, and and more and more of this is getting stripped from the far- parents. And we got to stand up and fight back. And parents right. in Kerrville, you got to know that this is happening at this local level too. It's not just in the cities; it's here too. Right. And if your kids aren't worth fighting for, then what is? Mm, man, isn't that the truth?
2: We're doing a lot of head nodding over there, Jared. So, uh, what? what you Add something to this.
3: Well, I just want to say that uh, if you're if you're on the fence or about speaking or doing something you want to get involved you see these issues don't think that somebody else is going to take care of it for you
2: isn't that the truth
3: you need to step up you need to make a phone call you can go to your school you can talk to the principal you can you can call the school board you can go speak at the school board or you just go to the, some of these meetings or get involved get educated do something you know get out there and do something
2: if you're not, listen, if you're still on the fence about this and you're thinking, well, these books can't be that bad. Um, <laughs> you come need to, to the, see them. Co- you need to see them. Yeah,
0: come, come tomorrow to the come Tea Party Come tomorrow meeting. night. We're yeah, going yeah, to see tea
2: Party meeting. Now, we, we read a passage out of this uh, uh, just uh, in the last meeting, and boy, it put people on the edge. Mm-hmm. And that was just one book. and frankly it wasn't as bad (laughs) as some of the things so what we're going to do tomorrow night i don't think we're going to read them out loud again but we are going to put these passages up on the screen long enough for you to see them and read them we're going to put the images from the graphic novels Mm -hmm. up there i would suggest you do not bring anybody any children to tomorrow night's meeting i just because it will absolutely not um and and uh and and if you're not sure if you think listen oh it can't be that bad um we're already getting pushback in Fredericksburg where um there's people just are excited to get onto this book board to read and one of the persons who was assigned to actually put in an email she said I can't wait to read these good books <laughs> so they're going in there with their with that attitude and I can imagine that there's a lot of parents out there that are saying, you know, it, it just can't be that bad. I know they're probably probably some of those Christians who just don't want us to even talking about homosexuality or transgenders. Folks, this is way, way beyond this. When yesterday we talked about a, a, a rape scene yeah, that was in a book at the middle school.
0: That's that's in multiple books, yeah. They're, they're very graphic. And, and, it, and it steps up. And, you know, it starts with the with the transgender, the, the, the books that like a drama, like I talked about in elementary school, they ramp up to uh, the middle school level where it's introducing masturbation and things that you do orally to each other. And then it really ramps up into the high school to just full-fledged pornographic material. And, and I just want to give praises to my wife. She actually read these passages off at the board meeting and mm. she is a non-confrontational type of person. And I was extremely proud of her for having the courage to get out of her comfort zone and do this. But again, she felt like it was necessary for our children that these people need to understand what is in the schools and there's action that needs to be taken
2: what was the reaction from the school board did they try to stop her no it was
0: dead silent you could hear a pin drop in the room um and it was the like i said i've been speaking at board meetings since 2020 now july and that was the most interaction before and after uh someone spoke at the open forum that i've seen so far and uh and again they they looked mortified that they that these were in the school and again i don't think there's any uh Ill intention on the on the board members of the school district uh, having these in the school. I think there's just so much material that by the distributors that are being put in there, they don't understand what's in there. They're slipping the stuff in, and and it's and it's hard to screen the process. Which I know that that's what they're working on, and, and we have some ideas the, to, for them to be able to do that. Uh, and so I I think they're just shocked to hear that it was in our local school, and and they are taking action. So.
2: All right. Well, listen. We need to take a short break, and when we get back, we're going to answer. Well, we're going to cover everything that uh, that uh, um, Brandon thinks we needs to be covered. So we're going <laughs> to That the, the rest of the program is going to be up to Brandon, folks. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. All right, folks. We are back. No fooling around today. This is serious. Um, tomorrow's guest is going to be Jamie Haynes. She is uh, in the Canyon area and has been fighting this same fight up in Canyon. So we're going to get her uh, look at back. Uh, look at that. Uh, what they're doing up in Canyon on Friday. I think Tara's going to be back in here. She, she. There's been so many things happen this week. Tara told me yesterday, Matt, you got to have me back on Friday. You got to have me back. So. We have Tara. We're probably going to have Tara back on Friday. I haven't told her that yet. So Tara, you're back on Friday. Um, We're also going to have Chip Roy um, on for just a wee bit on Friday. He wanted to come on earlier this week to talk about a vote that's happening. And I said, listen, uh, we appreciate what you're doing in Washington, but boy, we're fighting a big, ugly fight here locally. I said, so can it stay till Friday? And so they agreed. So we'll have Chip Roy on Friday for uh, probably 12 minutes or so. So The thing that is important to me is that there is a way for people to get engaged and get involved. And so would you tell us what, tell us how, what could you use? What kind of help could you use in Kerrville? Uh, How would you encourage parents to get involved?
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, well, and I wanted to address uh, some misconceptions about parents' involvement uh, with the school district. There's you see you see it on a national level, and you have seen it locally here that there's there's people that think that the parents should not be involved in the students' education or uh, deciding on what materials uh, go into the school. Uh, and same with the the comment about the board not being responsible for the uh, for the curriculum or the and materials parents. or the, yeah that's that's just that's just a a misunderstanding of of law and education code. So I I want to just point out a few things that are in the education code. Uh, uh, If you, if you don't know as a parent chapter 26 of the education code is called parents, rights and responsibilities. It says parents are partners with educators, administrators and the school district and the board of trustees and their children's education. Parents shall be encouraged to actively participate in creating and implementing education programs for the children. Uh, And, and you know, there's a, in the education code it, it, it's it's very consistent throughout about the parents role in in the education and the and, the, and another one is the philosophy the state code uh, education code philosophy it says it is grounded on the conviction that a successful public education system is directly related to a strong, dedicated, and supportive family, and that parental involvement in the school is essential for the maximum educational achievement of the child. So there you have it. Uh, the parents are to be partners with the school district. It's written education code, so don't forget that. Now, as far as the board, uh, the board's responsibility for the curriculum—they uh, are—they have to vote on on the curriculum. They have to vote and approve it, which includes the instructional resources and material, and Book library books are considered instructional resources. So they have to vote to approve this curriculum. Now, now granted, the professional staff are the ones that make recommendations for the materials that are that are in the school, but they're, they're, there's there's some control that the board can have. So they have to approve contracts for certain vendors uh, over a certain amount of, of money, which I'm I'm sure the distributors qualify for that. So when they're approving these contracts, the verbiage that they could put into these contracts is that if you provide pervasively vulgar or obscene material into the libraries or anything that violates uh, Texas law, such as CRT. Then this contract will be null and void, and then there will be penalties assessed within the contract. That's something that easily the board can vote on to approve and have written into our contracts with these distributors. So, because that's what's happening is these distributors putting them in there. So, and 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 one other thing too uh, on education code, there is code in there that parents have the right to challenge educational resources. It's, there's a process which is what we're going through right now with the school district. If you find something that is pervasively vulgar or that uh, doesn't. Um, doesn't meet the criteria for the essential skills and knowledge uh, of the school, then, then you could challenge that. And, and, and that's what we're doing. That's where we need help. We have a list of books. We've taken the Krause's list, which is what the local 800 and yeah. 850 books. Right. And, and someone
2: told me yesterday, Oh, by the way, Matt, that list is really not complete. Correct. That's what's funny.
0: That's what's funny. I only gave them that list. They don't realize that I have another 800 and something books that I'm working on that I've combined within that list that I'm, that I'm added that I've added to it. And I've, and I've, I've sorted, I've broken it out and we're focusing on the porn and explicit books first. Um, and we're going through these first of all, to see if these are in the school. And then we're researching specifically what these books are. Cause there may be some books on that cross list that I may not agree with. I don't know, but I want to research and, and, and yeah. understand completely what these books are for uh, before I challenge them with the school. So then we, we have to fill out this form. We submit it to the school district and there's a committee that reviews it. They have to read the book, write a report on it. And they, they, they assess if they want to ban it completely. Now, I don't know who's on these committees. Uh, that could be where we could have a, a, a hiccup. If there's certain, like it sounds like in Fredericksburg, there's ones that are on those committees that have certain agendas. Oh, yeah. We want to push this agenda onto the children and that's where we're going to have to fight, fight that fight. So um, I would love to have parents get involved we're we're discussing having a training resource on how to look at the online catalogs that are in the school districts, so we can go through uh divide and conquer uh on these books and 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 get this get this knocked out and and i want to make it clear too and my wife spoke about this in the board meeting that we are not trying to ban books like 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 uh tara said yesterday we want boundaries in the school we want age appropriate books in the school district if if parents feel that that their child is ready to receive this material we have a great public library. These parents can take this this uh, their children to the school. They can introduce that material to their – they can take their children to the library. library. They can introduce that material to their children in the public library when they deem necessary. So, again, I just want to make it clear we're not trying to ban all these books. These books are in the public library, and, and they can use that resource. It just does not need to be forced onto our children where they have unfettered access to these books with no parental oversight in the school districts.
2: Mm. The All right. You need contact info. Now, I know people right. know how to get in touch with me. I get almost every day, I get a, someone either calls the station or emails me. Folks, to get a hold of me, it's matt at ranchradiogroup.com, matt at ranchradiogroup.com. And uh, most of you, many of you out there have my phone number, and it's not really hard phone number to find if you'll just root around at fredericksburgteaparty.org and I think you might find my phone number buried there somewhere. Now, how can they get directly in touch with uh, you, Brandon?
0: Actually, if you want to reach me at my email, it's b.airy, that's A-E-R-Y, at hotmail.com. You can reach me through that, and I'm sure I'll get hate mail, which which is quite all right because I've dealt with bullies in the past, and I've had a very high success rate of dealing with bullies. It only adds fuel to the fire. Dads.
2: You know, this, this is what's a shocker. Dads. Uh, we see moms all over the state, all over the country. We see moms at school board meetings. We see moms everywhere taking up this, this, this movement or whatever it
3: is. Dads, that's amazing. Yeah, y'all, y'all could use some more dads,
2: couldn't
0: we could. you? We could Absolutely. use more
3: dads. You know, we we're very busy. Yeah, we don't uh, have a lot of time to do this stuff, but we do it. We make time. It's kind of like uh, going to the gym. You don't have time to do it, but you make time. You and, know?
0: right, and and I've had some friends here that that you know, Kerrville's. Kerrville's unique in in, in, the, in its community. There's there's a lot of, of friends that are our age that don't want to rock the boat. Um, the left, mm-hmm. le- grew up in Kerrville, left, gone to the city, come back to raise their child in the community that they grew up in, uh, put their kids in the schools in the, in the communities that they grew up in, and they have those fond memories of what Kerrville ISD used to be like. They don't understand the school district is not the same thing what they grew up in, and and until and they realize that and they and they fight for the, ch- the child, then – then they're not going to ha- their kids are not going to have the same experiences that they have so i want i want them to know that that it may be out of your comfort zone but dads get get awake F- get fired up yeah. fight for your children
3: it's not the curriculum from 20 years ago it's not the teachers from 20 years ago
0: yeah not even most of them are not even the same we've, facilities we've they been, were in 20 we've been we've been infiltrated
3: ago. with this this agenda pushing campaign you know, a mm-hmm. little bit at a time, they get little victories, and that's what we got to do. we got to take it back with little victories.
0: Yeah, and we will take and, moms, and- too. We want to be clear about that. <laughs> okay, <so>. moms are
2: <laughs> well, so we're, we're inclusive. Yeah. <laughs> but it's awesome. so exciting to see dads because that's just so rare these days. And and obviously, I mean, in, in most households, the men are the the, the, the bread earners, and out, they're out there. But you said something. You talked about making time. We don't have time. Mm-hmm. That is one of the things I've been hearing for years, and I tell people that, look – each and every one of us has been given the same 24-hour time period. Not, not, Nobody has more time than anybody else. It's what we choose to do with the time is that important. So if, you're, if you choose to ignore the pornography... Then that puts that seriously, folks. That's that is where that is on the importance list.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I want to lay on. I want to be able to on my deathbed look at my children, look at my grandchildren, and say I did everything in my power to fight for you, to fight for your future, to fight for your mental and spiritual health, and and know that I did what I could, and not have any guilt on my shoulders when I go. Mm-hmm. And and I'm sure there's plenty of dads that want to have that same that same feeling when they, when they go to. And, so, and
3: that's teaching our kids to do the same thing. Exactly. Follow can our and be strong.
0: And, and, and it's not, I, I, you know, we homeschool, like I said, for uh, a year and, and it's the same thing with the homeschool community. Uh, you, you can't keep your head in the sand on this. You're, you, if you push this fight off onto your kids, your children are going to grow up around these, these, these folks and, and they're going to be working in the same work environment with them. They're going to be their peers and you're pushing a fight off now onto your kids, which is going to be a harder fight when that time comes
3: right
2: all right so once again um brandon's um email is b the letter b is in brandon mm. <laughs> let's go brandon let's go, let's brandon. go brandon the letter b I agree. dot a e r y a e r y i think he could have bought some more consonants uh, for his last name
0: <laughs> i hear that since kindergarten <laughs> you've heard
2: that okay yeah. uh my apologies then b dot a e r y and um at hotmail.com and uh, so we're looking forward uh, to um, looking forward to receiving from dads from moms and dads in Kerrville if you want to get engaged um, probably coming to the Fredericksburg Tea Party meeting tomorrow night is uh, it will really it'll be an eye opener and I guarantee you there will be an opportunity for you to either sign up or volunteer or get some get anything you can do are you going to we you're going to actually kind of need some help you were talking about using the um, online library Correct. catalog and it takes a little bit of training so we could take that list of 850 and if you had a handful of volunteers that would maybe take 15 or 20 minutes in the evening to go mm-hmm. through and just check a couple of the books. Just yeah. to see, are they around?
0: No, my, my mother-in-law did it uh, the other day. She was, she stayed home for a couple hours and she went through uh, just Daniel's elementary school and probably made it through about 50 books and just sitting, you know, just sitting there. It doesn't, it doesn't take a whole lot to go through the list. Uh, we, there, we have a lot of interest in, in, in parents and grandparents that want to get involved. They've been asking. I think that the main thing is when we, we, when we start doing this, we have to stay consistent in our documentation and the submission of the forms to the school district. So, uh, if there is anyone that uh, that wants to get involved, again, we'll, we're discussing having a training section, a session to show show exactly where uh, to get on onto the school district's website, to get onto the online catalog. There is another thing called the Libby app where you get onto uh, to the public library to pull the materials from the books from there too, and, and get screenshots of them.
2: All right we have less than a minute uh, Jared anything you want to add to this in the final minute here
3: yeah just don't think that this is a waste of time because we can make differences we've already had little victories
2: mm-hmm. and, all right there you go and the little victories count you know we talk I talk about the difference between the war and the battle um, the war and the battles you know there's the big picture which is going well we already know who won the war right That's We right. already know that we, I've read the end of the book the war has been won jesus christ won that war when he stepped out of that tomb we still have battles to fight because satan still well satan know he's been defeated but he still wants to fight us so we still have battles to fight and i i'm one of those that believes that we will be held accountable for the things that we saw that were wrong that we did nothing about Mm -hmm. absolutely and i i i believe that i know many people out there don't believe that but that is my belief and Here's your opportunity. You're hearing about it. You're being told about it. Now, do you want to do something about it? Um, Get a hold of me. Come to the Fredericksburg Tea Party meeting tomorrow night. Get a hold of Brandon, any of these guys. Ask them what that you can do to help. Folks, y'all stay tuned. We'll see you tomorrow.